Bienvenido. Mi nombre es Diego Romero y estoy aquí con mi amigo Arashka Kapoor para el podcast número 5. Salam, dudustan aziz. Esmana Arashka va khoshamadid be How About a Time Machine, episode 5. Va umidvaram ke besiar episode khubi dashte bashid. Lezzat bebarid va va ma khahim bargasht ba episode 6. Como? ¿Qué fue eso? Vale. ¿Cómo? ¿Tienes alcohol? No me duele. Estamos aquí tomando té ahorita a las... ¿Qué son? ¿Las 12? Este van a dar un chiste que se va a hacer. Demasiado tarde para ti. Well, welcome. Welcome to How About a Time Machine. My name is Diego Romero. My name is Arash Kakpour. And we're sitting here, unfortunately, drinking tea. Tea. Because Arash ran out of wine and then... That's never nice. That's never nice. Never nice. We would like to acknowledge... That we are here recording this podcast on the unceded territories of the Coast Salish people, including Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations, on whose land we live, work, and take a very long time to record podcasts. <laughs> um, so, this is the week of, it's the last week of September? No, it's like the first week of September. I'm off by a whole month. It's the first week of September, yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We've both been very, very busy, so we're recording this podcast. It's the second week of so. Se- February? It's Sept- September, dude. <laughs> it's September 14th. <laughs> this today. is how good 13. we're doing right now. Um, so we just took about 13 painkillers each, so we'll be passing out in a few hours. It'll be very, very, very nice. Hopefully we get through this introduction before that happens. Um, I invited Arash to come sit in the hot tub with me later, but he, he denied my offer. Arash, why did you deny my offer? Because I'd like to stretch by myself. By yourself? Yes. You don't want help? No, I don't need help. Why don't you need or, help? Or your hot tub, or your Epsom salt. No, come. Or your tea, or your wine. <laughs> Actually, I want to finish the episode. That's what I want. Um, I think we've been trying to record this introduction for, what, three hours now? <laughs> no, it's not that bad. I think about, I think about 300 minutes. 300 minutes. It's like the movie 300, but in minutes. In minutes, yeah. I see. Uh, We're technically both in that film, by the way. In 300? Yeah. Wait, where are my people? No, it was a bad joke then. Leave it. <laughs> um, dude, if you... You don't come down. I'm switching back to Spanish. Um, <laughs> we'll just I'll switch back to Farsi, and nobody will ever understand us. Never. Well, Arash, so tell me a little bit about how you're feeling after what is this now? Three months of being a professional podcaster. It's been quite fulfilling and rewarding. Mm-hmm. Tell you that much. You feel full. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like being full with podcast? It's you know. Aside from the work that we do, it's just it feels good because you're getting something out there that you really uh, want people to hear and that it reminds you how important it is to hear what people did. It also gives us a great excuse to eat Oreo cookies late at night. You can say that again. You, it's I keep saying great, the sentence. It's every also podcast. a great excuse to be eating Oreos late at night. <laughs> now you can say that again, my friend. <laughs> um, Arash, you had a recommendation for our audience, correct, for t- this week? Oh yes, last week we talked about uh, the fact that I was looking for a podcast that featured uh, or was co-hosted by women only because uh, we seem to be only seeing the ones uh, that or last week, we only, we only mentioned the ones that were all our. Yeah, but I, in general, I've only s- really honestly seen the ones because with men. Uh, by men, yeah. I, I don't know, but anyways. So I heard about 
this uh, Invisibilia, which is a really uh, interesting podcast. I can just uh, you can search it up again on your uh, podcast app, and it'll come up. Invisibilia, Latin for invisible things, is about the invisible forces that control human behavior, ideas, beliefs, assumptions, and emotions. Co-hosted by Lulu Miller, Hannah Rosen, and Alex Spiegel. Um, anyways, the, it's a sort of a interweaves narrative storytelling and scientific research, and um, it's, it seems it's very interesting. Um, so we recommend that to you if you'd like to go listen to it when you're not listening to How About a Time Machine. You got the How About a Time Machine signature on that. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, I'm trying to sound more and more like you. <laughs> we should make sure we don't sound like each other. I like wake up, <laughs> I go to rehearsal, and then I just see you. It's a very strange cycle right now. We don't really see each other. Because we see each other so much that it's like not seeing each other. Because we can see each- through each other's souls. Oh, I have no soul left. But <laughs> That's why you're here. And our special guest this week is... R- Rosario Answer. From Rosario yeah. Flamenco. Yes. Um, we hope you enjoy it. We recorded this at her studio in... Uh, Kitsilano. In, in Kitsilano. Uh, really, really great space. And she's incredibly, incredibly generous and kind with us. Uh, we hope you enjoy the podcast, and we'll see you after after the interview. Thank you very much. Welcome, Rosario. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me. Um, th- when we're here in where are we? Um, Alma and uh, Alma West Fourth. Alma and West Fourth here at the Flamenco. Your Flamenco. Centro Flamenco. Centro Flamenco. Um, doing this podcast on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, thank you for giving us, giving us your time on a Saturday where, um, you know, everybody's at home resting Labor the weekend, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's nice. And also, uh, I just saw uh, recently, about two weeks ago, you got the award, the, an, an award. Yes. So award. congratulations for that. Thank that's you really so nice much. Thank you so much. I feel very honored and I really appreciate that my peers uh, thought of me worthy of this uh, award. This is a very important award. Yes. I don't take it for granted, so it just it, it fills me with energy to continue the path that I'm, I'm in, I have been choose lately, which mm-hmm. is explore more and about flamenco. Yes. Um, and look for different possibilities of expressing myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's awesome. Awesome. And, and the award is, is the Lolo Award, which is every the two Lola years. Lolo Award, every two years, every two years. for seniors artists mm-hmm. also. Yes. Cool. That's awesome. That's really nice. Yeah, that's really nice. It's, it's only the third time, is it? Or how long have you been yes. working on third time, right? Yes. The first one, uh, I think, uh, Crystal Pite uh-huh. got it, and the second was uh, Sufe. Sufe, yes. And now me. So I'm uh, among awesome. great uh, dancers. So it's, wow. it's really, nice. really, really, really uh, an honor. Cool. Cool. That's nice cool. Thank ahead. you. So I thought I would start off with the first question. Um, if you could tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. For our audience who doesn't know you, so what you do now, and then the history of what you've done, and how you've kind of gotten to the place where you are now. Well, at this point, still, I'm a teacher at my school, Centro Flamenco. I'm the artistic director and choreographer for my company, Flamenco Rosario, mm-hmm. um, that creates um, main stage performances, um, and uh, usually, um, lately, I'm just more investigating more about. Uh, more personal um, out of the traditional mm-hmm. flamenco uh, I also the company has a professional training program so mm-hmm. I'm working on that too and uh, also the director and founder of uh, the Vancouver International Flamenco Festival I had to say this is all along with my husband Victor Colstead which mm-hmm. is the guitar and the musical director mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
And how long have you guys been working together? Ooh, <laughs> let me see. Um, we met in 1980, mm -hmm. and uh, we, you know, so we've been together. Uh, we got married in 1982. Mm -hmm. We moved to Vancouver mm -hmm. in 1984 after performing. Well, we met in Spain. Mm -hmm. Where well, is in Spain? Yes. Well, I moved from Spain, uh, from Mexico to Spain in 1979 uh -huh. to pursue my dream, uh -huh. which is. Uh, learn more of flamenco, become a flamenco dancer. Mm -hmm. So my my professional debut was in Spain what with the Spanish... Sorry? In what part of Spain? In Madrid. Oh, okay. Madrid, but of course, that was our base. Mm -hmm. And I went to one of the most famous, iconic uh, dance studios in Spain. Mm -hmm. At that time, Amor de Dios mm -hmm. was called. Mm -hmm. At that time, Everybody who had a name in flamenco was there, mm -hmm. from the south, from the center, from everywhere. It was the mm, the mecca of uh, flamencos. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Everybody went there, and uh, it was a very, very special time in my life, and it was a very special time for that place at that time. Uh -huh. A lot of creativity went there. Mm. So it, I, I met Victor while I was taking classes. He was playing for classes. Mm -hmm. So uh, we met and we started going out together. We got mm -hmm. married. We have a kid, and we also performed together. Um, nice. And at Ablao, uh, like a special nightclub in in Madrid, which is mm -hmm. only to to see flamenco, and with two different companies, we perform even in Spain and outside Spain in, mm -hmm. in Europe and East, mm -hmm. East Asia. Awesome. Yeah. And then with my second, when I got pregnant with my second son, uh -huh. we moved to Vancouver. Just why Vancouver? He's from Vancouver. Oh, he's from. And who is again? Sorry, he, Victor. Victor. Oh, Vic oh, he's from Vancouver. Okay. Well, okay. he's a Dutch Canadian. Uh -huh. He was born in in Holland, but uh -huh. moved he when he was ten years old. So he's a Vancouver. And he is Canadian. Uh -huh. um, that's, yeah, totally. So that's why <laughs> um, I end up yeah. here. So after a little time in Mexico, when my kids were small, children and babies, uh, we came back to Vancouver in 1989. And it's when we founded the school, the dance company, and the festival. Festival. Wow, that was 1989. Yes. Wow. But that actually goes to the next question for us as well. Yes. It was like basically how the company came to be and, uh, yeah, how did it start? It was basically from the, your connection with your partner. Correct. You wanted, yeah. to, wanted to create more uh, sort of bigger scale performances. Totally. Yeah. The, when we came back here, Flamenco was, was known. Victor was uh, performing here. There was little groups here and there, a singer. So when we came back, the first thing that uh, we did is um, Jose Lara, mm -hmm. a singer who's been here for a long time and is fr a friend of my husband. Mm -hmm. And knowing that he were coming, mm -hmm. he organized... Um, uh, performance, Pepitas. It was in Fourth Avenue, so that was the first time that I performed here in Vancouver. And as soon we finished the mm. show, there was a lot of people asking me, "Are you are you gonna be teaching?" And I said, "Yeah, sure, no problem." <laughs> um, so that's how everything started. So I started a class in September with uh, maybe 11 students and went up with like 20 or something like that. And since then just growing and growing and growing. And of course, um, people didn't know too much about flamenco mm -hmm. here. Of course, uh, certain, there's always been 
a small part of aficionados. Mm -hmm. But the general public didn't know too much about it. Mm -hmm. And they have a very different idea of what flamenco was. Mm -hmm. So we started the festival. I brought uh, two friends from Mexico, mm -hmm. my husband and the singer who is from here. And we presented, at the end of the school year, we presented the students and the first part, and the second part was professional. So from there, you start growing and growing. Out the third year, I had to separate the school from the professionals mm -hmm. because there was enough interest, mm -hmm. enough a lot of students, and enough interest for the festival. for the professional. Yeah, and it was the third year of the festival. The third year. So that'd be nineteen ninety one. From nineteen ninety because uh, I arrived here on nineteen eighty nine, <coughs> but the first festival was in nineteen ninety. Right, right. So. We started, or we did this two years in the Vancouver East Cultural Center. Mm -hmm. We had to move out of the playhouse because mm -hmm. it was so big. Mm -hmm. uh, if you ask me when I was preparing this uh, show at the Vancouver East, which holds like 300 mm -hmm. people, I was I had no idea. We were sold out two months. No way. Yes, That's I was amazing. like, what? That was the first year in Playhouse. The f no, at the Vancouver Cultural Center. Okay, 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 okay. I was like, I can't believe it. So, the, the following year we did two nights. Yeah. Again, sold out. So on the third year we moved to, to the Playhouse. To the playhouse. Again, sold out. It no was way. it was a novelty awesome. here, really. Wow. Yeah. And uh, then at the second year we separate. Mm -hmm. the the professional in the school. So we start doing three evenings, mm -hmm. one for the school and two professionals. Uh -huh. And we always have guests from, one or two guests from out of town. So, and then, of course, I have always this inquietude, which is curiosity, mm -hmm. to choreograph myself, you know? Mm -hmm. So we start doing a lot of choreographies, and then we realize it's too much to do the festival and the and the company. Mm -hmm. So we the festival became biannual, mm -hmm. and I start creating more for the company. Mm -hmm. So one year we have our main stage performance, yeah. and then next year the festival. But there was a time again mm -hmm. that the, the people started. Oh, when is the festival? So we find out that people wanted the every festival year. every year. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So it, that changed on 2009, I believe. Uh -huh. We became again annual. So then um, every year you were going, okay. Yes. Wow. Yes. And how was, when you got here, how was the Vancouver landscape for dance? Was there a lot of other dance going on around in the city, or? Yeah, there was. Um, the usual suspects. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> no, the, yeah. uh, people that I know for a long time, um, Kai Jemison, um, yeah. Jennifer Mascal, uh, Peter, Kokoro dance. Mm -hmm. Peter, uh, uh, Crystal Pied was, uh, I think at that time she was doing something for Palavisi, then she moved, you know, to, mm -hmm. to Europe. I um, remember at that time, um, Joink. Mm -hmm. I know all these people for a long time. I'm trying to remember who else. Well, all of them. And then the, the, Lachlan, the, yeah. the ones, yes, yeah. yes. X does the one, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and Lola, mm -hmm. of course, Lola. And um, later on became Sufei and yes. her husband. And now so many other people, your people that yeah, dancing yeah. so well. Mm -hmm. yeah. But at that time, um, it was good, the same, but I think it's, it's becoming richer now, mm -hmm. totally. 
cool. And was there any flamenco companies at all that you knew? Like when you came here, there was no one that you would know that would do classes or know anything. No, well, um, there was a um, person here, Oscar Nieto, mm. who was always mm, commuting from Los Angeles to here. Oh. And he will teach some workshops and go back to Los Angeles and come visit again. But he was not here. Uh. Um, how you say? Um, Permanent. Permanent, yeah. Permanent. So he will do some workshops and all this stuff. Right. But there was no uh, school, there was no uh, a regular scene for flamenco. Mm -hmm. After that, because some of the students that I was um, mentoring, Kino Cafe started uh -huh. to do flamenco. Yeah. And then now you have another place, Chai, where they produce, uh, they. they um, present flamenco every week. Mm -hmm. So now there is an ongoing thing. There is mm -hmm. more schools now. Yeah. A lot of, um, we bring a lot of artists from Spain in the summer especially to do workshops uh -huh. and during the festival, of course, after the, the performance they give workshops. And when we have a main stage performance, also we bring singers or dancers from Spain to join our company and they have right. workshops. Cool. So the interest is growing and growing and growing. Mm -hmm. is, is Madrid still this, the kind of center of flamenco? Well, you know what, what happened um, in, uh, I think it, it happened in, what's Expo in Sevilla, 1992, yeah, yeah, 19, yeah. yes. The focus has switched to, yes, to Sevilla and now to Jerez. So mm -hmm. there are very, very important destinations mm -hmm. now. Sevilla has a Bienal, mm -hmm. a flamenco festival every two years, which is huge and wonderful because mm. the best of Spain perform there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Jerez also started a festival. And the, the, the important thing of Jerez is that they connect the festival with workshops. So all the students who come to the festival, they can take workshops and also it's included to, so, to see the shows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they have a lot of this um, immigration of students wanting mm. to take lessons with all these people. So it's, no, it's only two weeks. The Bienal in Sevilla is a month or over a month. Crazy. I know, wow. it's crazy. Uh -huh. And it's unbelievable, it's very well, well attended. Awesome. Mostly by foreigners. I'm actually, mm. we should go to Sevilla. Yes. <laughs> we'll get to watch good soccer, too. You will love it. <laughs> you love soccer, too, so that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you get both. You get both. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they love, they love, they love soccer. It. Soccer yeah. and flamenco would be great arrest. Yeah, right? That's the best combination. <laughs> okay, so uh, do you want to go to the next one? Sure. Oh, oh uh... Oh, could you tell us a little bit about how your, how your, I guess your choreographic practice has changed over time? So you mentioned that you started choreographing uh, right around when the festival was starting too, but I wonder if you could speak a little bit about what choreography is to you or how yeah. that's kind of developed over. Um, when I moved here, mm -hmm. as I said, there was nothing. Mm -hmm. So what happened um, until the moment I left Spain, mm -hmm. I, I stopped performing professionally, but I always took my lessons. Uh, I didn't stop learning mm -hmm. in class. Mm -hmm. I was learning so much as a performer, mm -hmm. but I never stopped my classes with my favorite teachers. So once I left and became very isolated with nobody to learn from, mm -hmm. I started the, the, I start to question myself, what do I want, what I like, and to introvert myself and to reflect in my practice. Mm -hmm. What do I want? 
what I can do or what I cannot do or what the path to follow, you know? So one of the things that I think is start developing my personal style. Mm -hmm. So although I draw from every time I go to Spain, oh, there is a new thing or a new sound, I like to be in contact, I dance my own style from a long time. So it's very difficult for me to Mm-hmm. To get a uh, to drop it in a in a um, how you say in a workshop mm-hmm. and do I can do steps but I cannot do the style that the teacher oh, is teaching. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have developed my own style, and for me it's important to still take workshops because that gives you ideas mm-hmm. through a different way of doing one thing. Because one of uh, what flamenco gives you is once you learn the the musical structure and you understand the singing then it gives you a lot of freedom Uh Mm -hmm. it gives you a Uh lot of freedom and one of the things that is prized in flamenco besides that is your own style your Mm -hmm. personal style your way of expressing yourself so there was a time that I flamenco traditional we can say traditional flamenco had this has the alegria the dance Mm -hmm. has a solea and different type of dances mm-hmm. although you can do it your own does it's not something that is um, unique that you have to repeat mm-hmm. you you have these rhythms alegría solea fandangos so there was a moment that i don't didn't want to do another alegría another solea another mm-hmm. piece like that so mm-hmm. i started to use these um, songs or these uh, dances to say something. I mm-hmm. think my first uh, choreography, what I understood, it was something more personal for me, mm-hmm. is when I remember um, one of my visits to Spain, or while I was there, uh, I saw a, a, how do you call it, um, procession? Procession. Procession, Procession, yeah. During Holy Week, mm-hmm. uh-huh. in Spain, mm-hmm. during Holy Week, they have big floats carrying the, b- Christ mm-hmm. or the Virgin. Mm-hmm. I've seen these, you know. Yes, mm-hmm. so they go in, ve- there's a lot of people behind, uh, under, to carry this thing. Mm-hmm. So it's very heavy. Mm-hmm. And they go through the little uh, streets, and so once in a while they had to stop. Somebody is directing them mm-hmm. so they can rest. And when they stop, flamencos uh-huh. take this opportunity to, to start singing. Oh, cool, cool. So it was so beautiful. That I really impressed me. Mm-hmm. They start singing a saeta, which is a song that they only do it during the Holy Week. Uh-huh. And rem- I remember that, and I remember when I was young in Mexico, mm-hmm. I saw also a procession with a flam- with a, modern, a contemporary dancer uh-huh. performing in Monterrey. In Monterrey. So I said, "Wow! I remember that that can be danced in the middle, and I, rem- I, I found the connection with flamenco. Cool. So that was my first uh, choreography. So putting some um, um, visuals from the Holy Week in uh-huh. the back, only with the tambor, uh-huh. with the sound of the percussion. I put some dancers to to be these penitents who are." Carrying something behind, and everybody is doing a little solo, a little dance. Uh-huh. It's a way of uh, for them, for me to express uh, being a penitent. To it's very hard to to explain that in English, 
but uh, I use and then when the, the the dancer stop the singer will start singing. Oh, I see. So it will be uh-huh. it, it was like a connection with my memories. Uh-huh. So that's the first time I I say oh I'm creating a choreography. Uh-huh. I'm not use I'm using elements of flamenco but I'm saying something different. Right. Because right. that was you don't do that in flamenco, uh-huh. you know? It was just something that I created. Uh-huh. So um later on uh, what I found that is that uh, I like to connect my choreographies or the procession of a creation mm-hmm. in more personal um, themes. Mm-hmm. Like the, mm-hmm. one of the, the, the dances that, or words that sweep completely the direction I was going is Miss Hermanas, which is autobiographical. Mm-hmm. So I use the different uh, each uh, dance in Spain in in flamenco has a mood. Mm-hmm. You can see different moods, mm. and uh, I think that was the first time that uh, some um, uh, critics of dance saw the difference because mm. they say, "Oh, flamenco is always the same. Flamenco is always the same." But when I describe, because I have a lot of sisters, mm-hmm. I was talking about when I when I discovered flamenco. And then I was talking about memories, and I of my childhood. And each memory connected one of my sisters. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. make a portrait of each of the sisters. Oh. And each sister, when I um, tell, or because it had narration, mm-hmm. oh, and my sister Rosada, she was so sweet and whatever. And then I, the dance dancers start dancing. People connected immediately the mood with the with the description. The description that you said. Oh yeah, I see, I see. So flamencos, uh, non flamencos here mm-hmm. found that very interesting, and people who know flamenco they say that such a great way of using the rhythms, uh-huh. and it because you 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 show all the moods of the range of the moods in flamenco connected to a person. It was not flamenco tradition, right. it was now personal. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So this is when I started to to switch a little bit. Uh-huh. After that, I did another show, another work, that is called La Monarca, the Monarch and the Butterfly Effect. Uh-huh. And this one, at the end, I use, uh, uh, I create a piece which I connect with science mm-hmm. and technology. Cool, and what year was this? That was to, uh, I started in 2012. It was um, completed in 2013, and actually, maybe BC has chosen to go in 2018. Oh, really nice. Yeah. Nice. So that piece, it's that a, that piece. Is a, it's a full length. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. It is. And more recently, I have um, well, uh, the Monarca is the inspiration came from this monarch butterfly who mm-hmm. travels from Mexico to Spain. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. That was my inspiration. The, the sense of traveling that also... The sense of traveling that, and also the, mm, the effect, the butterfly effect that it says... Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's four um, generations of monarchs mm-hmm. in one year. Mm-hmm. The first one, born, is born, reproduce, die, born, reproduce, die, born, reproduce, die. This one is born, go to Mexico, <laughs> and um, has the inver- you know, the in- invierno there, and come back and reproduce. So the uh-huh. whole circle starts. Uh-huh. 
So I, I uh, related, yes, yeah. I identified mm -hmm. with the fourth generation. Mm -hmm. And you are because uh, I travel mm -hmm. and I'm passing knowledge. The butterfly pass knowledge, yeah. so everything, the whole Keeps circle. Going. And I think it's, it felt like something that I'm doing here. Because I always say, what am I, what am I doing here? Why did I came here? Because I, we were so happy in Spain. And I said, well, maybe that's the reason because all what is happening here, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm passing knowledge and that will continue the circle of Yeah, and if you hadn't come here in a way, in the, which is like in the piece, yeah. so that, that piece probably wouldn't have happened. Also, that, that information you brought from that wouldn't yeah. have been here. Exactly. And, and also the chances that when you do something, everything recuse yeah mm -hmm. so we are here for a reason yeah but other um actions brought us here brought us here mm -hmm. true mm -hmm. that was that's the beautiful. idea yes yeah. so that's the 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 inspiration behind and the last piece mm -hmm. what i did is um to visualize um chaos and in order mm -hmm. which uh, the butterfly effect when I was reading about it, brought me to another book that is called Chaos and Order. Mm -hmm. And also it's about mm. with the patterns, true? And they say that um, behind uh, order, it looks a very eerie chaos. Mm -hmm. But behind every chaos, it looks a little bit uh, eerier order. Mm -hmm. So when people think si flamenco, I don't know what we do or wow how we do it. They say, "Oh, this is so great! I can do flamenco." Or how do you st um, <laughs> how do you stop at the same time? Do you practice too much? Because they don't understand what we're doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's a way of um, I wanted to visualize what we do with our footwork uh -huh. and show them that because we have compass, because we have the musical structure, we can look chaotic, but we always anchor by the compass. Uh -huh. So um, when we were dancing, the mics were, um, our heels were um, mic'd. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you see the musical, oh, the music cool. in oh. at the same time. I see. So that's the, the, the that was the most um, uh, innovation in that piece. Cool. And the last choreography that we worked on, it was quadrilogo affective, and it was the work of two couples, artistic couples, mm -hmm. working together. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, well, the, the difficulties what we have as being partners in life mm -hmm. and partners in, in, in art. In art. Mm -hmm. And also that we were from two different generations. Mm -hmm. And uh, my husband is a guitarist, I'm the dancer, but them, Mm -hmm. She is the guitarist and oh, he's the dancer. Cool, cool. So it was intergenerational. Um, intergenerational. Yes, intergenerational and intergender. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very, also very interesting, mm -hmm. also more personal, and also mass um, people who l love flamenco more traditional, they would say, oh, that was different. And people who don't know too much of flamenco say, hey, it looks like a, 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 a word that we will we, be seeing in, in Europe. Mm -hmm. Like a penual performance, um, but also very poignant too. People, yeah. it, it really, it doesn't, you don't have to be together also, mm -hmm. like performing together, but just being a couple, mm -hmm. having yes. all these um, 
how you say, uh, difficulties, mm -hmm. uh, things that you have to, communication. Mm -hmm. that real history. Yeah. You go like that and yeah. your partner goes, no, is this, no, is that, no. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh. Simple things, but uh, soulful things. Mm -hmm. well, what I think about my dance or my, what things that I do is more, um, flamenco can be very, very flashy. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. I like that too, but for me, is uh, I don't like I don't. When I do things, my intention, me, my intention behind is not to impress you, mm -hmm. but it's to touch you. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, I something yeah. that. Unconveyed. Yeah, so like it's like you don't get taken away by the nature of it, which is to be flashy, but the fashion is to really touch someone. Not to yeah. 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 yeah, cool, cool. Arash, would you like to Yes. Um, I'm wondering what unexpected obstacles that you reached maybe uh, throughout your career, you know, the things that you, you didn't expect coming up, that, that, you know, there was an obstacle you had to go around or, or you had to work with. Uh, if you could maybe give, give us an example or two. Well, the fact that we don't have male dancers dancing flamenco. This is not Male dancers in flamenco? No. It's time, right? China. Yes, yes, totally. You know, there have been some interest. Months of years ago, I there was a, a four guys who, oh, yes, they're going to be dancers. And I give them a lot of extra time. No. What happened? I don't know. One this and one that, and got married, and moved, and whatever, and it just just totally disappeared. Mm -hmm. That's been a challenge. Um, I've been a challenge. It doesn't mean that when we need a male dancer, we brought him from Spain or from Mexico, right. too. But it's not something that we have here. Mm -hmm. uh, to create an ambience is very hard mm -hmm. because it's, we are far removed. So. In Spain, when you go to Spain, you will notice it's, it's like there. It happens. It happens. Everybody's surrounded by by flamenco, especially in the south. Mm -hmm. And um, here, you had to create. Right. So every moment has to be special. And um, I think, in the, on the other hand, I've been. I feel very fortunate that uh, I've been able to to make a life mm -hmm. w with my profession mm -hmm. through the school and through the company and through the festival. Um, at the beginning, it was, I felt the audience very receptive of what we do. Mm -hmm. But it took time until my peers or Canada Council, for example, understood that there is art in flamenco. It's not a mm -hmm. traditional form that you just do folk that's what they thought mm, yeah. it was a folk song mm -hmm. that we repeat all the time the same thing. Mm -hmm. like, oh, no. Even if you do an alegría, which we say is traditional, mm -hmm. you do your alegría. You put the step that you want. When you understand the rules, it always changes. Right. You can be right. very creative. Uh -huh. I don't reproduce anybody's alegrías, uh -huh. too. Mm -hmm. I, I could, yeah. if it might teach it or something, I could. Mm -hmm. But when you become a flamenco, an artist on your own, mm -hmm. you do your stuff. Because yes. when I say I came here and I said, well, I I want to do what it suits me, not mm. what uh, my teacher is giving me. Yes. So you become your own. What was your relationship to Canada Council at this point? Were they were they assisting and 
Uh, well, in the beginning, as I said, um, as a personal artist, as a personal artist, uh, mm -hmm. as an artist, yeah. like mm -hmm. if I ask for something, they will they will give me some a grant to go to Spain. Mm -hmm. But as a company, mm -hmm. it's been hard. Really, it's been hard. Uh, I have received some grants from them to create Mis Hermanas, mm -hmm. to create La Monarca, to create um, uh, Quadrilogo, also for traveling because we went to Mexico with Mis Hermanas and did a tour in the cool. yeah. But um, I, I don't have time to explain all my travels with them because in the beginning. They thought there is no art in flamenco, it's just uh, an art form mm -hmm. that reproduces the same, the same thing over mm -hmm. and over. And uh, I, for one, um, in a way, if, if you are accepting um, submissions from other dancers, mm -hmm. they should know, or they should have people who understand that, true? But at the same time, I cannot blame them because they don't know flamenco because there was no flamenco here before. Right. True? <laughs> yeah, yeah. True? So I said, yeah. mm. And also I think, I think there was a prejudice about flamenco. Uh -huh. Well, uh, too bad. But you don't have to say all flamenco is bad because you maybe sometimes you saw a flamenco who you didn't like. In yeah. flamenco, there is good people and really not people who, who are good yeah. actors, true? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like in everything. Yeah. The quality is just modern really dance doesn't yeah. mean that is mm -hmm. modern dance means that you have a lot of different lot of qualities, yeah. true? Yeah. The same thing with Spain, with the Spanish, with the Spanish dance with flamenco. Mm -hmm. There is people who do creative, artistic things, mm -hmm. and so are people who don't, yeah. who doesn't. Mm -hmm. And um, so. Uh, now you can see flamenco as part of the Canada Console. Oh wow! Yeah, it's there yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's because of because of you. Because, because of, of me, and probably somebody in, in Toronto, Esmeralda uh, Enriquez, who's been here there for a long time. Mm -hmm. But for example, for me to get uh, um, a status of an un no. ongoing, oh yeah, uh, ongoing support for my company, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I still don't get it. Really? Mm -hmm. uh, I they give me. Per project. Project, project. While I know companies who started way after me, mm -hmm. but they are contemporary dancers, mm -hmm. they get the the ongoing assistance mm -hmm. right away. Most people who a are different history of that. Yeah, and yeah, most yeah. of people who are in juries are contemporary, yeah. and they understand, and they say, "Oh, this, but this somebody in flamenco, okay," but they know this, this, and that. Uh, yeah. I, I, they are to blame, but at the same time they are not to blame. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes, yes. They yes. have a system, and it continues doing the system. <laughs> and there's a comfort in knowing what you you sort of uh, going with what you know, which is okay. part of that. You say, okay, well, I know this is gonna work, so I want to, you know, and so that, that that's a tough thing too. Yeah. Because yeah. And they always have different jurors too, mm -hmm. because yeah. uh, if, even if one juror says one thing. So oh, I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna fix this for whatever. Oh yeah, they are quite. Next years had different idea. Right, yeah. So, as I said, it was very hard. Now I cannot complain because even though that has happened, I received. I have received some monies to for create yeah. these these works, 
but there are so many that I have not received any. Mm-hmm. It's consistent, which yeah. is good. Uh-huh. Every year we know that we're going to receive certain um, uh, percentage of our expenses for that. Cool. Canadian Heritage also helps us a lot. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the festival. And I have um, a, a private, uh, we receive also grants from the city of Vancouver mm-hmm. and British Columbia Council. They have been very supportive because they know they're here to firsthand see it. Right. what right. the impact and what we are doing. Yeah. So yeah. of course they all know, but because Canada Council is national, Mm-hmm. It's hard to know. It's, gonna, yeah. it's a national competition, so it's very hard. If you, if I'm not traveling all the time, they, they don't. I'm just also wondering yeah. uh, uh, with the company in Toronto you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, have you had any connection or any contact? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And since uh, basically you arrived, the, that's that's how you know that they're in Canada. She yeah. arrived in Vancouver. They were in Canada. Um, I don't know how many years before me. Three, four. I can't remember. But we know each other from Spain. Oh, you do? Yes. No way. But she moved to it. Toronto. We even performed it. together. <laughs> in, in Spain? In Spain, in yeah. Oh, wow. One of, the, one of the gigs, one of the contracts that we did, uh, performance, we worked together. So I know her, and she, I have invited her twice to the festival, and um, we share notes. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. And so she has come here to perform si. with her company. And what's, what's her Esmeralda company? Esmeralda Enrique. Esmeralda Enrique. And Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Uh-huh. Enrique. Enrique, okay. And that's the company name as well. Yeah. Esmeralda Enrique, uh, something else. Okay. Spanish dance company or something okay, like okay. that. But the, her name is, oh, okay. uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, that goes like way back. Way the, back. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. And also the other girl who's doing very well in Montreal, um, Miriam Malar. She was in Spain and somebody recommended, so I brought her here. Cool. And then uh, uh, she's a very good dancer and she's been here many times. Actually performing for my company with Miss Amanas and also invited as a guest for the festival. Oh, okay. So it's a great opportunity to know everybody in, in mm-hmm. that do flamenco in, the com- in, in Canada because when yeah. invite them here, yeah. yeah. Cool. And and about the the piece for Made in BC you were mentioning, how yes. uh, and that's happening in 2018, and you're gonna do a BC tour. Only. BC, yeah. Although we would like to get opportunity, and and bring Mexico will be a great, mm-hmm. right. a must uh-huh. because it's Canada, Mexico, yeah. La Monarca, no. So I would like to. We have time because it's until spring 2018. To make some connections. Connections. And see if yeah. the tour can reach up to me. And how many dancers are in that uh, piece of filming? A male dancer, myself, and two more. So four. So four that's four, four. Four dancers. A percussionist, mm-hmm. singer, and guitarist. Cool. Oh, wow. So, so, that's that's so you have a tour with seven people, basically. That's yes. Mm-hmm. Mm, with Miss Hermanas, you know how many we were? How many? With the technicians, 15. Wow. wow. I and know. that was the one. Uh, Miss Hermanas, the first one that we do with Made in BC, but um, before Made in BC, we were invited to Mexico. I see, I see. See, 2010, I think we did uh, Mexico, and 2013 we did Made in BC. Oh my God, where did that go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. It seems like it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's why La Monarca, I feel, is a little bit easier for me. But you know, because we have, we need singer and guitarist. Of course. Yeah. And uh, ideal percussionist. Well, percussionist is a must in this one because mm-hmm. the last piece is with percussion. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah. So if you have your retired 13 musicians, 
and then you had to have a list for dancers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. And then the technicians. And the technicians. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Oh, nice. And I guess maybe I uh, this is a question <laughs> that I like to ask all the time. But <laughs> I like to ask it all the time. It's like really it? fun. He says. He's not a fan of it, but um, yeah, the question is, if there was one artist left in the world and you could choose who that would be, who would you choose that to be? To perform with? Uh, or just mean? one artist left ever in the world. Who would you choose that one artist to be? Oh, that's a very hard yeah, question. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's what you say. You don't, you don't have to answer if you don't, if you can't think of anybody. But if there's an artist that you really... Yeah, if there's only one left and you feel that artist had to represent something, if you have somebody in mind. Ooh, well, if I go with my heart, it's mm -hmm. my husband, of course. Mm -hmm. The guitarist, mm -hmm. yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's good, yeah, yeah. And then, um, maybe like, is there an artist like we want people to look up, like probably our agents so that would know, like yeah, that you admire, that you would uh, uh, say for us, like to go and look up and what they do and all that stuff? We're talking about flamenco. Yeah. Well, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything you'd like. Anything okay, you'd like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, one of the persons, uh, dancers that I like, well, there is two. First one is Andres Peña, mm -hmm. because he represents the tradition. He is so cool dancing, and um, he also a good person, and he shows her generosity when he dances. Mm -hmm. And he's muy flamenco. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to say muy flamenco is he just has it in his blood. Mm -hmm. Now, the other person that I like is Israel Galvan, because although... He was here, right? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. okay. He is the, the, um, the person in flamenco that genuinamente, generally, uh, in his heart, I think like me, are looking for, for uh, to express themselves differently, mm. and um, but he's also very well connoisseur of mm. flamenco, as he he's he's pretty much more contemporary. Not everything that I've seen from him I like, mm -hmm. but that's that's what happens when you risk when you are exploring, no? Mm -hmm. So I don't see this as a, a a negative thing, but I think as a positive thing. He's mm -hmm. always and he knows it. And he grows with that. Really? But he's the, uh, the more authentic person in flamenco that is pushing the envelopes and finding different way of uh, uh, further flamenco. Furthering, yeah. Yeah. And um, not change things, because I don't think he wants to change things. He wants to be his own creator. Mm -hmm. He loves flamenco, but doesn't feel it the way that most people do. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. He has a very... Uh, a specific way of feeling or wanted to express, and I really, really uh, uh, appreciate that mm -hmm. and value that because he's been authentic to himself. Mm -hmm. And then that's and how you say Israel Galvan. 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 Israel. And so Galvan. he he came. I remember one of my friends said just an amazing show. He came to the festival then last year. No, no. Um, the did dance, the festival, the other festival. Vancouver Dance Festival. In yes. Oh, it's Los Cocoro. Cocoro. Jane Barbara's yeah. Festival. Oh, they, he they came to that. Yeah. Okay, one of my friends went and then he, she loved it. She said it was just one of the most amazing things I've seen in yeah, a yeah. long time. He's very good, very, very good. And the, what he, the piece that he wrote it was one of the, let's say, 
less risky, but he's an excellent bailarin. And he has such a different style, and he owns it. Mm -hmm. You know, this, mm -hmm. is, this is who I am, this is what I do. Mm -hmm. And people love it. That's nice. He came like, um, I think, in March, maybe three years ago. Mm -hmm. Sort of like that. And cool. Andres Peña, they just were here last year. Oh, yeah, okay, Andres he Peña. He and his wife. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad that's nice because I was wondering what Israel is. But. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're getting down to the last few questions. Okay. The next one I have for you is if you had a superpower, what would you choose? <laughs> mm. Well, maybe two. Two, okay. <laughs> two. One, I would like to be in, have uh, to be invisible, mm -hmm. to have the power to become invisible, mm -hmm. and the other part mm -hmm. that is say, okay, I want to hear and see right now what is happening in Spain or what is happening with oh, my family yeah. in Mexico, uh, traveling, yeah. because right now the distance uh, the, for me, uh, Vancouver, Mexico, and Spain. Uh -huh. Are the places that I want to be? Yeah, you can't be everywhere at once. Exactly. Mm. So with that, it will be great. Or traveling. Uh huh. But the thing is, the quick travel. It's quick a great travel. travel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like be able to be there and mm -hmm. come back. Be able to be there and come back. It's somewhat like a time machine. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> well, a time machine yeah. just takes you back in time. I don't know. Oh, it's a space machine. It's a there space machine. It's a transportation machine. Uh, if you were gonna give our generation uh, uh, advice, what advice would you give us? For the generation of dancers. Yeah. Follow your heart. Be true to yourself. Mm. Because that's the the what you find yourself as an artist. That's the moment that you become an artist. You have to find yourself because I think we are looking for something, and we are looking always um, there, 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 and it's fine. We all start like that, but the moment that we uh, we come to ourselves, mm -hmm. we accept, we remember who we are, where where we come from, and we start working t after that is when everything it changed to me. Mm -hmm. It changed my whole thinking, my whole being. Uh, I really, f with flamenco, I found I found uh, direction in my life. Mm -hmm. Flamenco gave me a lot of sense of direction. But after a while, there was the second time that it became the reflection. I think it became with Miss Hermanas, who I was, where I came from. Mm -hmm. When I remember that, and I worked through that, um, it really me reafirmó. Uh, it really Re reaffirmed reaffirmed re reaffirmed myself and redefined myself mm -hmm. ah, yeah, so and it's almost like a, um, you have to acknowledge loudly who you are where you come from and where you are mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm here but I come from there and I come from uh, and who you are Mm -hmm. And then starting from there is everything that will come out authentically from your heart mm -hmm. is gonna be is gonna touch somebody mm -hmm. because we all connected, mm -hmm. we all connected, and it's what they say. What the writers mm -hmm. write about what you know mm -hmm. the same thing is for dance. Dance what you know. Yeah. Dance about what you know. Mm -hmm. 
So mm -hmm. that's the beginning. Finding yeah. yourself, remember where you are from and who are you now? Now, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, nice and super done. Uh, that would be our last thing is a e either or game. Uh, I guess uh, here they call it. If you want to play, it's a it's a game that I learned uh, growing up. Uh, I saw on a, in a program where they would bring an artist to a seat. And it was called the hot seat. Okay. And uh, they would ask him quick questions, and they would pick one of them. Would you want to <laughs> yeah, pick a favorite one of the two words? So okay. uh, you just say like they say this or that, and then they say this one, this okay. or that, that kind, that kind of game. I'm now in the hot spot. Yeah, the hot seat. Would you like to play? Sure. That's fun. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Right. The subconscious comes out. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the subconscious. Let's see if subconscious I can either game. The subconscious either game. If I can respond quick. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, please respond as quick as possible. Here we go with the either or game. Fishes or birds? Birds. <laughs> Trees or street lights? Trees. Wine or beer? <gasps> Both. <laughs> <laughs> Lakes or oceans? Oceans. Feet or hands? Feet. Raisins or chocolate? Raisins. Dice or cards? Dice. Candles or lamps? Candles. Black or white? White. Sugar or honey? Honey. Socks or sweaters? Sweaters. Ah, como una. Ah, sweaters. Oh, sweaters. Soap or gloves? Gloves or what? Soap. 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 <laughs> Clouds or sky? Sky. Crocodiles or snails? Snails. <laughs> Bikes or boats? Boats. <laughs> Gates or doors? Gates. Dirt or asphalt? Dirt. Coffee or tea? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Wood or marley? Wood. Sunset or, su or sunrise? Sunrise. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. So Thank you. Much. This is a psychological test. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's did just I, did I pass? We're psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it's just been, it's fun. We do it with each other. And again, I, I'd watch that and it's really exciting to see, you kind of get to know someone oh, yeah. in a way, like even if it's, an, uh, you get, you feel like you get closer to that artist, you say, oh, well, they like coffee. And now I know they, they like wood. I know they like sunrise. So ah, okay. it's a, it's a, I feel like it's a nice way to get closer to them and get to know them. Mm -hmm. Or if they want to bring you gifts, now that they know that you like uh, sunrise. Right <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Perfect. Thank you very much for your Thank time you so on this much. Saturday and uh, uh, sharing your uh, office with us and, oh, and your lovely history and, and, uh, and uh, kind words. And we look forward to seeing you again next time. Yeah, yeah no problem. Anytime. And if you... Want to come and try flamenco? Yes. Just let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we go. Now, now it's on the record. We have to go. Yes. You have to come. Yes. No problem. Um, there is um, um, one male dancer. You know Jai Govinda? Uh, no. From Mandala's art. He's uh, a French Canadian, but that's Baratan, Baratan and Jack. <laughs> a classical Indian dance. Mm -hmm. So he he does he's the one he's it's not like he wants to become a professional dancer because he already danced for a long time. Mm -hmm. But he just like to learn some new stuff. Oh, nice. So he's coming she's coming on Tuesdays at six fifteen. Okay. 
So we'll, we'll, we'll coordinate that. Awesome. Yeah, please. Uh, be my guest. Yeah. yeah. No, no, we'd love to. Be my guest. I'll try it to, to see if you like it or not. Are you coming? Are you, you're teaching the free workshop? No. So you're, you're not I teaching? I can't. Me. No, oh, it's one of, my as, one of my assistants. Okay, cool. And I'll, I think I'll start teaching all in October because one of my one of my da- dancers who's been in the company and I have been mentoring this girl for a long time too, um, is living now in Europe, mm-hmm. and I know she's coming. Mm-hmm. So I say, oh, okay, perfect. So she's gonna be at the last moment jumping in our. She's gonna be dancing our in our um, performance, cool. and also I ask her to teach my classes, uh-huh. which oh, is yes. Monday and Tuesday, while she's here, so yeah. she has something to do. So, nice. but I think I'll be I'll be teaching in October, but right. yeah, no, we will. We definitely will. It's on you. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Goodbye to How About a Time Machine. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It was fun talking to you guys. All right, all right, all right. Thank you very much for listening to episode five and staying with us. We're going to go to sleep now. <laughs> but before we do that, um, actually, that's not true. I'm going to go for a run. You want to come for a run? No, thanks. You sure? I'm gonna. So since Arash is not gonna run, what he is gonna do is tell you to to subscribe to our podcast. It's yours too. Please uh, tell your friends who you think might be interested in dance and knowing about who was around when they weren't around. And um, please feel free to write us any hate mail that you have. Um, we we really love that stuff. So towards me and Diego, yeah, towards you know, we like anything that's really you know rude. It's totally you think it might be. It's totally fine with. Yeah, us. we love it. And if you have anything that you think would make the podcast better, like maybe more planning for our opening, that might be. Nice. <laughs> and let us know. And it it only makes anything. us better. Yeah. So. Anything you want to say, um, you can you can email us email us at. I also just remembered. How about a time machine at gmail dot com? Yes, but also remember what doesn't kill you makes you stronger <laughs> and that's our quote of the day ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that's an old saying it's amazing it's very old Kanye West that, that was a Just very kidding. deep I'm kidding history. I'm kidding it's not Kanye West okay um, I- I'm gonna go now I'm gonna leave me too get my shoes on thanks again see you in episode 6 see you in episode 6 goodbye everybody bye <laughs>